Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast with Miss Dean Loves You, where we have interesting conversations with interesting people and learn about unconventional ways to live our best lives. I'm your host, Susie Dean. I'm a former teacher, mother in her MILF era, and wife. I have the incredible experience now of exploring topics and ways of living that I've always been curious about. The conversations on this pod are always relaxed, authentic, and might just teach you a thing or two. I promise that every episode will leave you with a deeper sense of self and understanding for those who are different from you. So get comfy cozy, grab a drink of your choice, and let's have some fun together. Hi, everyone. It is Thursday. This is coming out tomorrow on Friday. And I wanted to come in and check in and have a conversation about this move because I need to process it. Things are becoming real. We have another guest coming on next week, which is good because I will be in the middle of and in the thick of my move. And then the next time you guys hear from me, I'll be in a new house. <laughs> I don't, I have so many conflicting emotions. But before we get into that, um, some updates. Are there any? Well, I'm moving, obviously. Um, I feel just a little bit sick today in the back of my throat. Like it's kind of creeping in. And I have just like a small window of opportunity to nip it in the bud before it actually takes over. But things are good overall. I'm I'm being cautiously optimistic because as I've been saying for the last few weeks, I'm heading into busy season and things are ramping up. I'm so blessed that I have two more extra projects that my boss entrusted me with, which means I can bring in more money for my family and the things that we need extra great because my friend Audrey is getting married in Spain in May and my essential oils and my friends with my essential oil business is popping off. I did come out as an MLM girly, maybe more information on that in the future, but you guys know that I love my oils and I've loved them forever and I shared them and people wanted in and now I have these beautiful friends in this beautiful community and the opportunity to share about oils and how we can use them for our mental and emotional health and our physical health too. And it's like really wild what they can do. Plant magic, baby. And also social media is picking up just in general. So I feel like I'm juggling three different jobs right now, staying on top of all of them because things are blossoming and blooming and and looking really good and I want to make sure that I stay on top of that and I nurture all of all of these streams of income and all of the relationships that I'm building through all of them while also taking care of myself because we know that we are not going to be the best in whatever it is that we're doing if we're not taking care of ourselves first and we're just depleting ourselves and neglecting our emotions for the sake of who knows what, whatever it is for for you. I'm juggling all of this work while I'm also carrying out my most important jobs, which are being a wife and a mother. 
to my husband and my baby. And at the end of the day, that's what matters is my family and raising a good human and nurturing my relationship with my husband so that my son has a strong foundation and he feels stable as he grows up and has a good model of what a healthy relationship should look like so that he only seeks out friendships and romantic relationships that are good for him. Um, So uh, there's a lot of juggling right now, but it is just a season. And as much as I (laughs) don't even want it to be a season, I just want to soak everything in and be relaxed and not have to stress about things. I know that this ultimately is a blessing and is going to serve my family and my community in so many different ways. So I'm soldiering on, I'm putting my head down, I'm keeping going and trying my best to nurture myself, daily baths, making sure I get outside, drinking a lot of water, taking time when I need it, sitting in silence when I need it, closing the door and folding laundry in silence when I need it. So as far as my house goes, this is complex, right? Because when my husband has been seeking out a home for us for a long time, obviously because he's in real estate and also because when we got married i i I pretty much made it clear like i don't want to deal with taxes i don't want to deal with bills i don't want to do math i don't want to do any of this like adult stuff i just want to do what i know and not worry about that other stuff so he's been very good at budgeting updating our driver's licenses making sure that our tags are always (laughs) up to date and now buying a house and we live in an area of florida where the average home um i'm pretty sure sells for nine hundred thousand buckaroonies so (laughs) it is not possible for us to continue living here and i know logically that we need a home we cannot rent forever and Homes here are just going to continue getting more and more expensive. We plan to have more kids in the future and we need space and room for us to grow into. But I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to leave. I don't want to move. I just want everything to be as it is right now. I'm a creature of habit. If I could live in Groundhog Day and everything happened the same every single day, that would be fantastic for me. I even joked when I was in teaching, I've mentioned this before, people would talk about how great teaching was because every day was different. And I was like, God, that sounds like such a freaking nightmare. If I could, and I would daydream for a lot of teaching of just having a boring office job and walking in every day and knowing what to expect, what emails I had to write what duties I had, just the same thing every day. That's my jam. Because then I can get really good at it and I can get really comfortable in it and really confident in it. Dealing with a lot of conflicting emotions because I know that we have to buy a house. I don't want to buy a house. I know that we are 
incredibly lucky and privileged and blessed to be able to buy a house for our family. And also, I don't like it. And I think it's important for us to know that those things can coexist just because I don't have to neglect my feelings because I'm experiencing something better than someone else. Does that make sense? The fact that I have it good, the fact that I'm experiencing privilege doesn't mean that my mourning cannot also exist with that. And that is a uh, form of cognitive dissonance, I suppose, that I'm finally coming to terms with. So I've been okay with acknowledging and stating that I am grateful and I'm really, really sad. I've moved a couple of times. I lived in my childhood home for forever. And then I went to college and then I moved back into my childhood home. And then I moved into an apartment with my husband. And then we moved into this apartment. Moving into college was great. Um, I was sad to leave, but I was also ready to leave. I mean, I loved college, but I was ready to get back to South Florida and the beach and such. Um, Moving out of my parents' house and into our apartment, our first apartment, was fine because that was exciting. It was our first apartment. Um, We could decorate it ourselves. We were engaged and ready to be married. And moving out of there was also not that much of a problem. I never, it just didn't really like ever feel like home, I guess. Um, there were two years of of memories laid in there, but it was, it was fine because we were moving into this place. My parents sold the house that I grew up in, which was a loss that was really hard for me. And that's what I'm feeling similar to this one. And the similarities between the two are significant. I have decades of memories entrenched in both. And when my parents sold their house to downsize, it was it was just really sad. Uh, I had lived I mean, I had lived in that house since I was two years old. I mean, you can understand all of the memories and experiences and growth that I experienced in that house. And I didn't want to leave it. I didn't want to leave the neighborhood that I knew so well, the area that I knew so well. So I took time after they moved out and before the new owners moved in and it was still like ours to sit in there in the living room and reflect on all of my memories and journal. And then they closed and then they moved into their new place and they renovated the new place and things were fine and things are okay now on the other side. Where we live now is kind of an interesting situation. So my dad is an accountant and he has an accounting firm. And in like 2000, I don't know, I was a very small child. He bought this old dilapidated 1920s house in the city that we currently live in. And where we currently live is a very like hip kind of metropolitan resorty area 
but it was not always like this. When my dad bought here and when I grew up, was growing up here, it was very much mom and pop shops, sleepy beach town, kind of like hidden gem area. So he bought this old dilapidated building and he ran his accounting practice out of it. I went to elementary school less than half a mile from this location and he also went to that elementary school. And so every day growing up, he would pick me up from school and I would come to his office and I would entertain myself and do work until his workday was over and we would go home. In 2006, he demolished it and he built a big, beautiful Key West style building. And he's an artist. This was always his dream. He's an artist. So he drew it first, sketched it out, got a lot of inspiration from Hawks K in um, Duck Key. And he built it up. And now there's this huge building. The first floor he rents out. The second floor, half of it is his accounting firm and the other half is our apartment. And over the course of all of these years, um, when he, well, he built that in like 2006 to 2008-ish. And I still would come here, visit him at work, um, hang out in the apartment in the summer, have sleepovers here when I could, um, go on runs in the morning by the beach and then take a shower in the outside shower. And it's beautiful. And I always dreamed of living here and it finally became a reality. And now over the course of buying that dilapidated 1920s house, demolishing it, and then having what we have now, the area that we're in has boomed. Obviously, the average price of a home is ridiculous. And I'm like less than a mile away from downtown. And I'm in a historic district. And I'm less than a mile from the beach. And I walk outside and downstairs and there's just wild monsteras and mango trees. And we have this beautiful white wraparound porch and, you know, palm trees everywhere and beautiful homes that I get to look at when I'm on a walk with my baby. And again, there's all of these memories. Like I drive by the school that I went to as a child. I drive by the um, downtown area and stores that I used to walk by and in and around as I was growing up. And in this building and on this land, I have grown up. We've, I mean, before he built this beautiful building, we stayed in that dilapidated office during every single hurricane that came through because it was close to the hospital. So it was the first one to get power. I mean, so many things. And I guess I was so excited to move in here because it was a dream to move in here. It's really like a bun bungalow. We're very, very lucky. And don't get me wrong, like we pay rent. <laughs> we pay rent. But we still are in a very lucky situation. Like we are spoiled here. And I don't want to move. There's nothing wrong with this place except that we can't rent forever. And so we are moving into a house that is beautiful. It's a three bedroom. It's a new build. We have a yard. It's in a neighborhood where there will be Halloween 
and it's in a neighborhood that's not even completely finished yet. So everyone in there is also new and also primed and ready to make new friends and community. Unfortunately, it's an hour away, which I also don't like. But it's 15 minutes from the beach, which was a requirement that I told Robbie needed to happen. And I know that it will be good. And I also know that I need to allow myself to mourn this current apartment. And also a part of all of this is just the general feeling of upheaval. Robbie, I forgot, gets very anxious when it comes to moving. So he's packing and been packing for a couple of days, slowly but surely, which I don't like because the walls are getting emptier and emptier and the cabinets are getting emptier and emptier. And I've, I'm feeling more, less and less like I'm at home and more and more like I'm in this just empty, sterile, sad environment, which sucks because over the next two weeks while I'm mourning leaving, I'm also not really even feeling like I'm at home anymore. It's much more my style to like take a day off like a Friday and then just run Friday through Sunday, just pack and focus and like get it done. (sighs) So I am enjoying as much as I can of where we are now taking extra care to be present when I go to the beach in the morning, when I walk around, when I put my feet in the earth, taking extra care to enjoy my beautiful clawfoot bathtub, taking extra care to admire how the sun comes through the blinds on the wall. And also, I'm taking extra care to remind myself that this move is going to be beautiful. Once I'm settled into this home, it's going to feel beautiful. This move is getting me way out of my comfort zone, and we know that when we get out of our comfort zones, it's an opportunity for growth and expansion and beauty. And I'm excited for so many things that I can't do here. I'm excited for a backyard for my dogs to run around and for my baby to run around in the grass. I'm excited to have a garden again, which I haven't had in years. Ironically, we're so close to the beach and the sunlight, but the way this building is positioned, we don't get much sunlight, so we can't grow all the plants that we want to. And I'm so excited to have my son grow up in a neighborhood with like neighborhood friends and explore a whole new area and new restaurants and new things to do and new forms of nature. And also, I know it's only an hour and away, but... It does get colder in the winter, too, just by a couple of degrees. And it's a beautiful opportunity. So these two things can coexist. I'm so sad to be leaving. I want to pout. I want to throw a tantrum. But I know that this is good. And this is what we are supposed to do. This is what we have to do. And this is just the way it is. And so here we are, closed on a house, 
and I'm not feeling that excited about it and that's okay. When I announced that we bought a house and that we closed, everyone's so excited. Congratulations. It's so big. You must be so excited. I'm not. And that's okay. I'm feeling complex emotions. I will be excited. I'll be excited when we're in the house and I get to experience what it's like to own a home and be in a space that is for as long as we want it to be and isn't temporary. It can really settle down roots. I will be excited but not right now. And so I guess this is just me ranting and sorting through my feelings to remind you that it's okay, it's normal, and it's beautiful if you don't feel the way about something that society says you should feel. It's okay to have wonderful things happening to you that are like objectively wonderful and not like them. And not feel the way that everyone says you should feel. Or, or it's okay to experience something and have something that other people want. That just doesn't mean the same to you. It's all okay. That can all coexist. Your feelings are real and valid and deserve to be felt and acknowledged. And shouldn't be pushed down just because someone says they should be. So whatever situation that is for you right now, whether it's a job that you're in that is making you a ton of money and looks great on a resume and people would kill for or is highly competitive and is just draining you, it's okay to say that it sucks and to leave it if that's something that you've been contemplating. If you're in a relationship with somebody who checks all of the boxes and is a great long-term partner and you're just not feeling it and it's just kind of dead, that's okay. You don't have to force yourself into something because it's, quote, good and perfect. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And right now, excitement and joy doesn't fit. And I'm not going to squeeze myself into those feelings and force myself in there because they're not real right now. And forcing myself in there is inauthentic and is just going to drain me. What I feel right now is frustrated and angry and sad. And that's what I'm going to be in until I have space to authentically feel joy and happiness and excitement. And then I will flow into that. And then you will grow from there. I'm sitting in my rocking chair in my bedroom, watching my diffuser, watching the breeze outside, admiring all my pretty crystals and listening to my baby play in the living room. And I feel good right now. I've been trying to purposely be intentional, you know, it's redundant, about making every decision today around relaxation, not stress, presence. And I've been doing a pretty darn good job. And you know what? I think I'm going to take the baby on a long walk 
and eat some Trader Joe's frozen food that I got yesterday, which is a mushroom flatbread pizza, I think with truffle and butternut squash mac and cheese, I think. So that'll be yummy. Well, I hope this resonated with some of you. Thanks for being a listening ear as I walk through and analyze my complex emotions. I hope you guys have the best day ever. Thanks for always hanging out with me. Until next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy the podcast in general, I would love for you to subscribe so you'll never miss out on upcoming episodes featuring other brilliant minds and insightful topics. Also, don't forget to rate and review while you're at it. Your ratings and feedback mean the world to me and help me reach more listeners. So, Misty and loves you. Have the best day ever. Same time next week. Bye.